Hey there, and welcome to episode 158 of Ignite Your Influence podcast, where we talk about how you can get stronger with your influence by managing yourself, managing people differently, communicating better, using your emotional intelligence. And we got some crazy ways that we help you ignite your influence. Today's is not crazy at all. Today's is just down and dirty what you gotta do. We're talking about organization. I'm welcoming Tracy Hoth of Simply Squared Away, which I think is such a fun business name, to talk to us about getting organized. And I was fascinated because not only does she give us the five steps that she takes her clients through to help get organized, but she talks about mindset in relation to being organized. And I was like, I've thought about mindset with a lot of things, with communication and with emotional intelligence and with, you know, self-regulation, but I've never thought about it in terms of organization. So listen in, enjoy, and uh, make sure you hang out to the end to get Tracy's awesome tip on how you can think about where you are now so that you can get organized more effectively. Enjoy. All right. Welcome to Ignite Your Influence podcast. Tracy Hope. thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Anne. Tracy is the owner of Simply Squared Away. She's a professional organizer, so obviously I needed to have her on the show, and a certified life coach. And I am excited to talk to her because, you know, as we think about leading other people and influencing other people, self-management is a really important piece. If you show up like a soup sandwich, people are going to be like, <laughs> not so excited to follow you. So organization is huge. Tracy, how did you get into this? How do you become a professional organizer? I think I saw when I was home, I had four kids, little kids, and I saw how much it helped to be organized. And I knew I could help other people. And I'd have friends say, oh, I have to, I'm home all day, Saturday cleaning. And I'm like all day, it takes you all day to get things in order. So I knew I could help people. And that's how I started. That's great. And, and how does this life coaching fit into that? Is it, does your life coaching specifically go with the organization? Yes. And Ooh, it fun. was, this is the most exciting part. I mean, I found life coaching because it was working for me and helping me. And it was something I'd never realized before or been into. So when I applied it with organizing, just seeing people on the computer or online, helping them with their mindset, it changed everything. I thought I had to be with them to help them get organized. I just didn't think they could do it by themselves because it was such a big task. And I'm seeing people able to do amazing things and make changes based on their mindset. Now, and I've never thought about organization from a mindset perspective. I, I, mean, I just think like, put your pens in the right place and put your scissors <laughs> over here and make sure your books get back on the bookshelf. But where, where does mindset fit into this whole thing? Most people or people that struggle with organizing think they're disorganized. They think they're messy. They think because they have ADD, they can't get organized. They think they were born this way or nobody taught them. And so that's what their mind focuses on, finds evidence for, and gets stuck in, especially even time. Like we don't have time. If I was more organized, I'd be better at doing everything. <laughs> and so learning to view yourself different, changing that identity that you have of yourself changes everything. It's the mm. beginning steps to 
if you think organized, if you believe you can and find evidence that you're organized, you can, that will come out in your actions. Hmm. So how do we find evidence that we're organized? I, this is so good. This is what I did in business. Since a lot of your people are business people, I didn't think I was a CEO. I didn't think I was made like one. Nobody ever taught me. So I started asking myself, how do I, how will I show up today as a CEO? And at the end of the day, I looked back, how did I show up? And I began to found, find evidence. I made my brain. Now my brain of course wanted to tell me I wasn't, I didn't do anything, but I made myself find evidence. So same with organizing, how will I show up today? organized. What is one thing I can do today? That's, that would be what an organized person would do. And at the end of the day, find the evidence. And pretty soon you're like, huh, I am, I I'm actually doing what an organized person would do. And then you change your identity. Huh? So that I love that because you know, it's sort of at the end of every day, you're going, Oh, look what I did. And after 10 days, you're like, wait a minute, I kind of good at this. Exactly. And then it it shifts the whole thing. I love that. Well, that's, that's really cool. Now, have you always been an organized person? Cause I remember my dad hired me when I was like 12 to come and file, like put things in file folders back in the day. This was a while ago when we used to keep like lots of filing cabinets. And I remember asking him like, dad, is this a job? Can you like help people organize for a job? So have you always been the organized person? I would say I've always been more organized, but I'm functionally organized. So I don't want to spend a lot of time making it pretty and doing everything in matching containers and all of it being perfect. I don't want to spend my time doing that or maintaining that. Mm. And so I'm more functionally organized. If I know what I have and I can find it when I need it, then that's organized. So right now we have a messy room full of clutter delayed decisions that we throw in there because we're in transition or kids are moving in and out or, but I know I can follow my steps and get that organized, but everything doesn't have to be perfect. And we just need to know what we have and where it is. Well, and that's such a relief to hear that, to, to hear that, you know, it doesn't always have to be perfect and pretty and be in matching containers with a label from the label maker that I couldn't stop using when I got it for Christmas. So and, and, and I think that's such an important mindset piece as well is to, mm-hmm. and this part of mental toughness and resilience is to recognize that we're not, we don't have to be perfect all the time. It doesn't have to be, as long as you know where your scissors are, when you need scissors, you're good. You know, you're right. winning. You're not spending yeah. a half an hour looking for them, wasting all that time. Yeah. So as people start to shift their mindset, what are some of the steps that you tell them to, to take, to start to get organized? Like if somebody's finally realizing, okay, I can do this. Where do they start? I have five steps. And the first step is always to sort, because if I walk into my closet and I say, okay, I'm going to get rid of some stuff and I pick something up and I think, oh, I don't know. I mean, that looks good. I might wear that. That might match this. And then I'm like, this is too hard. And I put it back in there and I leave. Now, get out of my I head, Tracy, that. get out of my head. <laughs> exactly. So the first step is always to sort. And this could be your mind and your to-do list, sort it all out and put it into categories as you sort. So maybe errands, maybe, um, phone calls, maybe things on the computer, 
certain projects. So you sort as you go, same with a closet or a space in your house, you pull things out and you sort, and that's easy. You're not making decisions. Then when you have it out, you can see what you have. So you actually see, okay, I have five phone calls to make, or I have five dehumidifiers (laughs) or humidifiers. (laughs) A couple had five humidifiers in their storage room. And they're like, wow, we didn't even know we had that many. And then it was easy to make a lot more humid if we knew that. Yeah. So then you can see what you have and you can start to make decisions on them. Um, and and that is such a relief just to be able to not have the pressure of decision-making because that seems to be the challenge for people. It's just like, Oh, I get to sort. It's kind of like taking colored blocks and it's fun to sort them into categories. Uh, or it's easy. If you don't think it's fun, at least it's easy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we sort first. And I like this for the closet. I've done this before where it's like, okay, this is all my work stuff. Let's look at all of it together. So I can look at outfits. I can look at, I haven't worn this in a while. This looks like crap. This is my favorite and, and go from there. Yes. That's good. Yep. And then that's where the second steps to purge, you make decisions, pick your favorites. I'm glad you said that, like pick your favorites that you love. And then it's easier to see, okay, I can try all those on. I can see what I haven't worn, what I don't need, what doesn't fit good, what I don't love, what I want to delegate if it's tasks or, um, mail or paper, like what kinds of things can you delegate? What could you delete? All right. So then, then we make those decisions. Are there any tips? Now, some of us are more on the hoarding scale, higher on the hoarding scale than others. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to making some of those decisions and eliminating things, are there any mindset factors or, or t- things that help people in that moment? Cause that's a tough one. Getting rid of stuff can be hard. Like I that pie from grandma two years ago. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, you know, it's emotional. Yeah. I think the big, the, a thing that might be helpful is before you even start, look into your future. What are you trying to create? Uh-huh you know, what kind of wardrobe do you want? What kind of business are you creating? Then before you even start to make decisions, you have a vision for what you want. And you can say, does that fit into my vision? Mm. Does that make me feel the way that I want to feel when I'm in the spot that I've looked at and thought about and created in my mind? Will it help me get there? Does it make me feel a certain way? Um, and kind of have that plan in advance. Do I need mm. 40 socks or can I, do I want to create a space in my life where I only have 20? <laughs> and if you decide that in advance, it makes it easier to make decisions. And it's interesting because I just did this and this seems so petty, but at the time it was a big move. I, I don't know why, but all of my pens have been running out of ink lately. And it's because I have all these crappy pens that I stole from hotels, right? <laughs> but all of a sudden I'm like, all right, I don't want to be reaching in, grabbing some crappy pen that I feel bad about stealing that runs out of ink. I literally yeah. went out and I bought two packs of pens, donated all of the crappy ones to my niece who was like, yay, they're all different colors. And then I have a whole drawer of pens that always work. 
that are like feel good to write with. And I'm feeling really good about my pen drawer. It's I love office supplies. But I mean, it was just it was that whole. What do I want that future to look like? What am I trying to create? And so even though that's a small, goofy example, I feel like that's what I did there. Yes, and as I, and think- I love I love that example. And it's so good because you save time just by not having to open it up and look through pens and try to pick the one that's not out of ink. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. And it's, Mm -hmm. and, and I always felt bad because I was like, well, they're fine. It's fine. Just keep them. But I didn't, that I didn't throw them away. I gave them to my niece. She was super happy and you know, it all worked out. So, and now I'm thinking, cause I, one of my projects, I have a couple weeks where I'm taking time to just organize my business and everything. And during those weeks, I need to organize my computer files. Oh. And that is where I'm going to use that. What's my vision? What do I want this to, how do I want this to function um, for me? I love that. Oh, love it. So what's step three, if you're willing to keep giving us steps? Oh yeah. Assign <laughs> homes. So once ah. you have what you love and what you use, then you decide where it's going to live. So it might live in your closet. It might be a file cabinet. It might be a cabinet in your drawer. It might be like on your computer, you're going to have business and personal and those two folders are where it's going to live. And then it would be a subfolder inside of that. So you just get to decide. And with that step, it would be what I use most often. How can I make it most accessible? That's mm-hmm. kind of a big one. Yeah. And I've heard sort of the, the, how far away is it or how inaccessible is it mm-hmm. and making sure that things are within reach. If you're using them a lot, if you like with the computer, I find that I'd have to do like 16 clicks to get to a certain thing. I'm like, and you dummy put us shortcut on the thing. I'm probably saving a year of my life after my, you know, after I retire. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and again, it's those little things, right? Uh Uh-huh. Well, that just made me think, I don't know why I'm thinking of candy, but make that the most inaccessible thing in the back of the top cabinet where you have to get the chair out to get to it or even leave it at the store. (laughs) That's That's even better. Yeah. (laughs) Really inaccessible. I like that. And I love that you called it finding it a home that made me like, like it was, it was very, I like that. And I do that with my travel bag and Mm. my partner was, was complaining about losing stuff all the time. And I said, yeah, that's why when I travel, cause I travel, I used to travel a lot. I'm traveling more these days. I always have a place. The boarding pass goes here. The phone goes, usually the phone's on the boarding pass now, but the phone goes here. The water bottle goes here. You know, I always know where stuff is in my bag because otherwise it's somewhere in a hotel room and I have no idea where it is. Yes. Yeah. That's good. And once you, you know, labeling helps you know where the home is in the beginning, cause you might forget. So labeling something is helpful especially if you have other people in your home, it helps them know where the new home is too. So mm. being able to share where the home is and even getting their input on it too, on, does that make sense to you that the home is there? Okay. We agreed on that or. Yeah. Well, and that makes sense from a computer standpoint as well. If you're, especially with a shared drive, mm, having yes. homes for where stuff goes, where you can find it, where you put it, what you're, where you don't put it. Being sure that that's clear with your team allows everybody to find what they need when they need it. Right. I've seen some shared drives that were all should have been on the hoarders network, (laughs) man. All right. So we find it a home. Then what? Then set limits. 
So this is where the containers come in that everybody wants to buy in the beginning or the new planner or the new folders. <laughs> they want to buy those in the beginning and then they never get any of the rest of the steps. So I say, don't buy them until the fourth step. So then you're going to set limits. Is a basket? Is it a bookshelf? Is it one file drawer? Is it one file on your computer? What is the limit? And I, and I set it say it like that because then the limit when you see it's getting full will be the trigger that makes you think, okay, we need to go back to step one and, and go through it again, because that's our limit. Ah, and that's part of the maintenance then. Mm -hmm. Ah, so you've got this yep. already, like, here's my limit. Once you hit the end of that, now it's time to reorganize that piece. Start at the beginning. Right. We sort, we make decisions. We find it at home. Oh, I'm getting yeah. this. All right. What's the Step. Yeah. Well, the fifth step is maintain. So that's where we maintain and we tie it to some, my secrets to tie it to something you already do. So taxes we do every year. So let's go through our files, go through the paper every year during tax time. So set that appointment on your calendar and then your files will always be cleaned out. Uh. Um, Maybe it's your closet is during season changes. Mm -hmm. You go through and do that. Or maybe your fridge is every time you grocery shop. And so on your computer, since you're but working how are on you that. Gonna, how are you going to make the penicillin if you're doing it every time you, sorry, that's just my fridge. Go ahead. I'm that sure will be your corner. That, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> Um, or actually it was trash day this morning. So my husband was like, anything in the fridge you want to throw out, you know, so it is tied with trash day. Just is a natural thing. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking about you for your computer. How do you maintain on your computer? Is there like some people have every Friday before they close out their week, they clear off their desktop. So what kind of, tr um, thing would you tie it to? Maybe it's once a year. You just plan to do it once a year. You go through your files that have kind of gotten lost in different places, or maybe it's something you delegate and like your shared file, your assistant would make sure that's in order. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there could probably be a small version of it on a monthly basis, mm -hmm. um, but a large, you know, and that makes a lot of sense for all my client files too. So those can go into a, that year file. And right. I can always find them if I need them, but then they're out of the way. That's right. kind of an archive strategy. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's easy on the computer, at least, because we can search mm -hmm. in your house. I guess you search as you walk around <laughs> trying to find <laughs> stuff. You're like, where's that magnifying glass button? Where's the magnifying glass button? <laughs> I love it. I love it. So how long have you been doing this? I have been organizing people in their homes and speaking and doing presentations and workshops since 2008. Oh, wow. So 13, is that 13 years? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. and how ha, was your business when you kind of had to go virtual? Did, was there much of a shift for you? Well, I, guess I people had, were home, right? They had the opportunity to do, you must've been busy. Right. I had, um, started before that, before the pandemic hit. Um, so that was great. Like people then it all became normal to be mm. on the computer. So it was, it was really helpful to have that. But also then I kind of had been slowing down, going to people's homes. And so I stopped that and really focused online. So that was fun. Oh, mm -hmm. so you were already moving to the virtual delivery anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's mm. awesome. That's very cool. Um, so 
how do people work with you? I mean, what are some of the ways that if people are like, all right, I need Tracy, what are some yeah. of the ways that they work with you? I do one-on-one coaching. So really getting into what are the thoughts that are blocking them from believing they're organized or from taking the steps and then really going through the steps. And that generally leads to lots of other things. So you found a coach that you love, that you trust, that you can talk about all sorts of things because kind of how you do that is probably coming up in other areas of your life and being able to work through all of those. So that's one-on-one coaching. And then I also have organized life Academy where it's a, um, online coaching organizing membership and they can come and go as they need to. And we go through one area of our house or our life, um, each month. And then we learn the organizing and the mindset foundations and combine those and have coaching calls in a community or group format. Oh, that's pretty cool. So you kind of learn from each other as well. Yeah. Create that network of hyper-organized people. Yes. Or the ones that are moving in that direction. Right. Sure. Like-minded people. I love it. Well, where do people find you, Tracy? I'm on my website, simplysquaredaway.com. Love that and- name. That's so fun. <laughs> and then uh, on Instagram, Tracy Hoth. And on, well, you'll, you can put the links in there, but, yep. and then yep. on Facebook, it's Simply Squared Away. Okay, great. Yeah. I'll put the, all those links in the, uh, in the show notes and everything. So people can find those. If you had one big tip of things that somebody, people just generally don't think about or do when they're trying to get organized or in the process of being organized, what would that big nugget be? I mean, and this goes back to me, to them really compassionately accepting where they are. I think what keeps us stuck for so long is that we don't just accept where we are and it's okay. You're there because of stuff that's happened or because of your stressful job or because of people moving in and out, or it's a stage in your life, or, you know, you've always thought yourself as disorganized. So accept where you are and just start from there. I think that's huge in people's lives and all of us. I yeah, mean, we're in really more areas than just with organizing, but mm-hmm. I think that's a, the big key thing. And we're all really good at beating ourselves up about what we think we should have all squared away already. Yeah. And, uh, and I love that you said compassionately because it's true. I mean, you are where you are right now. Okay. Let's move forward from here. Bada bing. Yeah. And, uh, and that's awesome. Well, I love it. Tracy, I love what you do. I think it's fantastic. So Tracy Hoth on Instagram and simplysquaredaway.com is the website. Jump in, look Tracy up and uh, throw her some questions. Thanks so much for yeah. your time, Tracy. Thanks, Anne. Great to be here. Wow. Thank you so much, Tracy Hoth. That was such a great episode and such great tips that are tactical that feel very accessible, that feel very possible, right? Let's compassionately look at where we are right now, start sorting, start making some decisions, find it a home. That's my favorite one. I'm like, oh, hi, scissors. This is your home. And think of how happy those scissors are, right? (laughs) And when your team comes in to find the scissors, you know where they are. Better yet, 
when your team goes onto the shared drive, they know where things are. So have that vision of what you're trying to accomplish and what you're trying to achieve in the organization and get yourself organized. And if you want a weekly boost of energy from me in your inbox, join my email list, get a free gift. And the gift is my five video difficult people survival kit. I got to tell you sometimes, especially those people who don't put the files in the right place on the shared drive after you've spent so much time organizing it. How do we deal with those people? I got some tips for you. So grab that difficult people survival kit, jump on my email list. I'll go ahead and put that link in the show notes uh, so you can find that. But if you have a hard time finding the show notes, just go to yourchangespeaker.com. You'll find it there. That's me. I will talk to you guys on episode 159.